Good morning, my brothers and my sisters. In our society today, I need not remind you that there are so many things going on. I need not remind you that the world has changed from what some of us knew it to be. I need not remind you this morning how time seems to be moving faster than it actually is. We have so much more information readily available to us right at our fingertips, so much more information than we've ever had before. Yet, yet, we find ourselves in need. There are folks who find themselves in conditions in which they wish they weren't in. Hopelessness and helplessness. Some of us are beyond the end of our ropes. Some of us are stuck in our traumas. Some of us are stuck in our grief. Some of us this morning, my brothers and sisters, are, are stuck in our own toxicity. Even, 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 even in the church, some of us find ourselves in a place of doubt. Some of us find ourselves in a place of unbelief, wondering, wondering, where is our help? Wondering, where is Jesus? If you will, this morning, beloved, turn with me, please, in your basic instructions before leaving earth, turn with me to the Gospel of John. Our New Testament lesson this morning was in chapter, the first chapter of John, but for this teaching moment, we will be in the 11th chapter of John. John, the 11th chapter, please rise as is our custom, starting with verse 30. Now Jesus was not yet come into the town, but was in that place where Martha met him. The Jews then, which were with her in the house, and comforted her when they saw Mary, that she rose up hastily and went out, followed her, saying, She goeth unto the grave to weep there. 
Then when Mary was come where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying unto him, Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not died. When Jesus therefore saw her weeping, and the Jews also weeping which came with her, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled, and said, Where have ye laid him? They said unto him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. Then said the Jews, Behold, now he loved him. And some of them said, Could not this man, which opened the eyes of the blind, have caused that even this man should not have died? Jesus, therefore, again groaning in himself, cometh to the grave. It was a cave, and a stone lay upon it. Jesus said, Take ye away the stone. Martha, the sister of him that was dead, saith unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he hath been dead four days. Jesus said unto her, Said I not unto thee that if thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God? Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. And I knew that thou hearest me always, but because of the people which stand by, I said it, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. And when he thus had spoken, he cried the word, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came forth, bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was bound about with a napkin. Jesus saith unto them, Loose him and let him go. You may be seated. Gracious Lord and Holy Father, God, thank you for these thy words. Thank you for the message going forth this morning. Clear all of our hearts, our minds, and our souls, Lord, from whatever our stressors may be, that we might hear a word from you this morning. Consecrate me now to thy service, Lord, by the power of grace divine. May my soul look up with steadfast hope, and my will be lost in thine. Amen. 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 Beloved, if you will this morning, think with me, ponder with me on the theme, on the theme, take away the stone. Take away the stone. Our text this morning opens at the beginning of the chapter where we find Mary and Martha 
sending word to Jesus that his friend and their brother, Lazarus, was sick. After, after receiving word that his friend was sick, he had already pronounced, he had already pronounced that Lazarus, Lazarus was not going to die, but that the Son of Man will be glorified in this sickness so that God himself would be glorified. Therefore, Jesus stayed where he was for another two days. Therefore, Jesus stayed where he was for two more days. Anyone ever been there before? Where you or something in your life needed what you thought was immediate attention only to have to wait. This morning, my brothers and my sisters, I, I, I want you to put yourself in, in Mary and Martha's shoes, so to speak. Jesus had already spoken on the situation. He had already pronounced that Lazarus' situation would not end or would not end in his death. He had already pronounced that this would not be the end for Lazarus. Two more days after having received the message from Mary and Martha, Jesus begins to head back to Bethany, which is where Mary, Martha, and Lazarus were. Jesus heads back there to check on his friend Lazarus. And you see, you see, you see, while heading back to Bethany, he recognizes, he's recognized because of who he is. Had Jesus taken too long to decide to do something Did Mary and Martha have to wait? Would Mary and Martha have even bothered sending a message to Jesus that Lazarus was sick if they had known Jesus was going to take two more days to get to them? I can imagine Mary and Martha's disappointment 
How many of us this morning find ourselves or have found ourselves disappointed in God? How many of us this morning find ourselves, whether we know it or not, we find ourselves upset with God? We find ourselves self-medicating ourselves by any means necessary because we are so upset. Because we are too upset with God. We are upset because we think he took too long to handle our, our situations. It took too long, if at all, for us to see a result. We find that we, like Lazarus, have fallen asleep. And Jesus, as Jesus and the disciples are going along their way, the disciples, the disciples once again misunderstand what Jesus has said regarding Lazarus. So he makes his point clearer and quite angrily by telling the disciples that Lazarus is not asleep but dead. Look at verse 14. Then Jesus said unto them plainly, Lazarus is dead. Lazarus is dead. Someone here this morning is dead because of a situation they've found themselves in and is more than disappointed that God has not stepped in. My beloved, my brothers and my sisters, someone here this morning is dead and disappointed in God because of the loss of a child, the loss of a parent, the loss of a wife, the loss of a husband. My brothers and my sisters, I submit to you here this morning that someone here today is dead and disappointed in God because of a trauma that they suffered and didn't deserve to suffer at the hands of someone else. My brothers and my sisters, again, I submit to you this morning that someone here, someone within the sound of my voice, is dead, is disappointed in God because they called on God in their time of need in the time of want and God did not deliver them from their condition. God did not deliver them from their situation. God did not deliver them from their own demise. God did not deliver them from their own death. And and as hopeless as that may sound, as final as that may sound, the story, my brothers and my sisters, is not over yet. 
For that person who's feeling, for that person who is dead and feeling disappointed, the story is not over yet. Just like Lazarus' story is not over yet. You see, before Jesus enters town, Martha meets him. And because she believes, even though I can imagine that she may have been upset, she says to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I believe you are the Christ. I believe you are the Son of God, which should come into the world. But, but, Martha goes away, and she secretly informs her sister Mary that Jesus wants to see her. Martha goes away and secretly informs Mary, her sister, Lazarus' sister, that Jesus wants to see her. For Mary was surrounded with Jews who had come to comfort her. <laughs> Mary meets Jesus, and upon meeting Jesus, Mary falls at her feet, at his feet, which is a sign of respect, for it's obvious that she believes. And like Martha, Mary says to Jesus, if you had been here, Lord, my brother would not be dead. Mary, like Martha, says to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not be dead. How many of us, brothers and sisters, can honestly say that after we find ourselves in our mess, after we find ourselves in our pain, after we find ourselves in our grief, after we find ourselves in our surface disbelief, how many of us can say that we still believe? Think about 
all that we've been through. Think about all the times we've called on God. Think about all the times that God delayed in responding to, to, to us. Think about that and ask yourselves how many of us still believe. You see, now Jesus sees that the Jews who came out with Mary, that have followed Mary, who were with Mary, he already knows that God is using the death of Lazarus to be glorified. God is using the death of Lazarus so that they would believe that Jesus is his only begotten son, the Messiah. Jesus understands this. He tried to get the disciples to understand this. Mary and Martha will soon understand this. Now, there's an exchange between Jesus and Mary. Jesus asks Mary to take him to where Lazarus is, Lazarus lays. And upon arriving at the tomb of his friend Lazarus, Jesus angrily commands in front of all of the haters, the Jews, in front of all of the non-believers, more Jews, in front of all of the doubters, in front of all of the naysayers, in front of all of the snitches, in front of all of those who mean him no good, Jesus angrily commands them, take away the stone. Take away the stone. And Martha, although she believes, reminds God that Lazarus has been dead now for four days. She reminds him that he would be in no condition to be revived. She reminds him that, Lord, <laughs> Lord, uh, my brother's been dead for four days. If you pull away that stone, he's going to stink. Lord, uh, he's not in any condition to be revived. He's been dead for days. Yet, Jesus said, take away the stone. This morning, beloved, this morning, beloved, as you find yourselves, your true selves, yourselves that God created you to be, not the you whom the world has made you into, as you find yourselves, God through Jesus is saying, let me take away the stone of lying. 
Let me take away the stone of drunkenness. Let me take away the stone of smoking. Let me take away the stone of whoremongering. Let me take away the stone of infidelity. Let me take away the stone of drug use. Let me take away the stone of overeating. Let me take away the stone of binge watching. Let me take away the stone of judging. Let me take away the stone of hating. Let me take away the stone of backsliding. Let me take away the stone of backstabbing. Take away the stone. Now, after after the stone of entombment had been rolled away, Jesus instructs you just like he instructs Lazarus, come out, come forth, come forth, come forth. God wants you to trust him. Let him take away the stone so that you may come forth. God wants you to trust him. The songwriter, the great songwriter, Reverend Dr. Richard Smallwood, reminds us, and we heard this song this morning, reminds us that Jesus said, I will be with you. I will be with you. I will be with you. If you only trust me. Jesus, Smallwood reminds us that Jesus said, trust me. For I'll never leave you. I'll never leave you. He reminds us, I'll never leave you if you will only trust me. Trust me. Trust me. He goes on to say, I'll even fight your battles. I'll fight your battles. I'll fight your battles if you only will trust me. Trust me. Trust me. My brothers and my sisters, will you this morning allow Jesus to take away the stone? I'll fight your battles. I'll never leave you. I will be with you. If you will only trust me, let me take away the stone.